I'm Nick Westrate. And I'm Jason Black. We've been best friends since we were kids, sharing a consuming, psychotic, yet somehow charming fandom of our diva, Bette Midler. And now we've set out to talk to every queer obsessed with a queen. For the Girls podcast is the LGBTQ fan podcast where you dive deep into the history of you and your diva. Past episodes and guests have included Louis Vertel on Karen Carpenter, Mark Harris on All About Eve, and Latoya Morgan on Pam Greer. Fandoms learn from each other and grow. Every week, 90 episodes currently streaming wherever podcasts are free. The Shit Show. <laughs> yeah, that was a shit show. The Shit Show. Hi, Anthony. Hey. <laughs> Today's a very important day. It's December 21st. All this shit, mm. apparently, you're more of an expert on this. What's going on today? So basically today, from the research that I've done, is um, the day where Ju- Jupiter and Saturn make the Christmas star. And it's called the Great Conjunction, where they're the closest they've ever been in proximity since 1623. Wow. And um, I'm not exactly sure what it's supposed to mean in terms of like astrology and like energy and frequencies, but it's a historic moment. Um, and I think it's very cool. So Merry yeah. Christmas. Happy Dr- Great Conjunction Day. I wonder if this is going to affect the way that the reindeer behave on Christmas Eve. Oh, my God. Because, you know, animals, wolves with a moon. Mm -hmm. It might affect them. Yeah, it might. Do you feel since you're a moon child, do you feel like you're do you feel like you become more connected to the moon, Anthony? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I did. Well, today I woke up and I was like, oh, my God, I am the moon today. But so speaking of the moon, the thing that I think about astrology and I wouldn't have been passionate about it if it weren't for Morgan. But I do believe that if we're made up of water. Right. Mm -hmm. And the moon affects the way that water and our world behaves. Mm -hmm. If we're made up of water, then it's obviously going to affect us, too. Yeah, of course. Now, I sound like a I, that sounds like the logic of like a COVID denier. No, but, I I <laughs> yeah. think it, no, I think it makes sense. Like in terms of like science, because like what are we like seventy five percent water? You could ask like a doctor that they'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. We'd be like, I well, wish, I wish I was more connected to the moon. I feel like the only way that the moon is connected to me mean, in any way. What does that like? Mean? Okay, so every every like star sign has like an element. So there's four elements. Um, and then within the four elements, there are three signs that ha- are correlated to them. So okay. there's earth, air, and fire. <laughs> no, no, no. It's earth, water, fire, and air. And so, Anthony, you're a water sign. I can't. Okay. Sign. I'm a Leo. So I'm a fire sign. Um, okay. And then there's like, you know, earth signs like Taurus and Virgos and Capricorns. And then there's air okay. signs, which, you know, I, I forget all of them. I'm not like that much of an expert. But. Um, I wish I was more connected to the moon. And what I'm saying is, um, the only way I'm connected to the moon is like my period. Like, I feel like it has something to do with like my period and like, yeah, you love your period too. I do love my period. I get like very attached to it. It makes me feel like very, um, womanly and like, like things are working. Mm, Yeah. It's hot. But the sun, sometimes I have to reel myself back because with the sun and sun signs, like basically if you look at this, if you look at, you know, the solar system, all the planets revolve around the sun. And like, mm. sometimes I feel like, not that I think people should like revolve, things should all revolve around me, but I think sometimes I need to take into account that there are other planets in the solar system. Mm, I would agree with you on that one. But I also feel like uh, for myself, yeah. I'm really realizing that I'm not a true cancer. Like I, like I did my 
you know, they're my co-star that you showed me. And mm -hmm. I'm as I'm a cancer with a Leo moon and a Scorpio rising. And I really feel like something about this year, like really made me tap into my Scorpio mm -hmm. side. Mm -hmm. And and what I does that know, mean? I don't know. Like, I don't feel like I'm like I've had some things happen to me this year that normally I feel like I would get so sad, emotional about which I feel like is more of my cancer thing, but I've gotten more so just like tell it like it is boom, 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 boom. And I don't feel bad about it. So I think maybe one of my new year's resolutions, because people are going to be listening to this on the yeah. 30th. Mm -hmm. um, I think maybe one of my new year's resolutions is that I am going to try to be more sappy emotional um, because that's what I really was before. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm not as sappy emotional. So like whenever Taylor Swift releases a new album, I can find myself tapping back into that. Yeah, definitely. But but it's like now. lost. <laughs> yeah, which is every month now. So <laughs> she's like trying to ruin my life. Uh, but, you know, I don't know if that's like really a full blown resolution that I'm going to like focus on. But it's something that I would like to gain back because right. I do miss that. And when I would like to have it more consistently because when yeah. it does happen, it hits harder than usual right, right. I know you know you I know like the mean. first time having mcdonald's after like two months and then you're like oh fuck i have a stomach ache right i know what you mean um sappy emotional i go through just like waves where i'm like not emotional at all and then i get very emotional and it hits me like like a wave, like a tidal wave really not like a ton of bricks like a tidal wave well, um, yeah, yeah yeah everything but... with us very like we <laughs> We just are here and then, and then you know, we're, no, no, we're not we're not here nor there nor here, but we're it's never going to last. We're in the same solar system, which is good. But I That's think when I think my my New Year's resolution is to um, stand. I have a hard time standing up for myself and, and communicating my anger or when I'm upset because I get mm -hmm. very awkward. Mm. And um, I want to learn how to stand up for myself a little bit more because um, I tend to just kind of go by the wayside. And it doesn't only hurt me. It hurts a lot of other people, too. And I have found that that's happened time and time again. Um, so it's something that I have reflected on this year. It's a pattern that's happened for years and years and years. So I think speaking up and like really speaking my mind rather than just like closing off and bottling things up until I blow. So that is my New Year's resolution. And I think it's something that I'll take with me, not just in 2021, but forever, forever. That's the goal, I think, is to make them last for forever. Um, but, you know, things we forget. It's almost like in, you know, you try something for like two weeks and then you're like, all right, well, you you almost forget. You know what I did the other day? Um, I make like I'm not very religious, obviously, but I make like promises with God and I'll be mm -hmm. like, oh, I really don't want this to happen. So like, God, please don't let it happen. And it, if you if you do me this solid, Isn't then I will do like X, God. Y and Z. Right. And then then it works, maybe. And the thing right. that I didn't want to happen or that I want to happen happens. And then right. I just don't fulfill my promise. Like, right. I'm just, oh, it worked out. And yeah. I'm going to start fulfilling more promises. And also, I'm going to start talking to more people and sharing experiences. And we have a great guest coming on today. I know. I'm Jared, so excited. Jared Lipscomb. Lip, lick, 
lips, <laughs> lips your comb. lips on my comb, baby. You <laughs> better. Also known as Jared Lips, who is an incredible makeup artist, positivity guru, and a cancer survivor. And not too long ago when we connected with him, um, we were instantly enamored by his positivity and contagious smile. Those huge dimples, which are amazing to see now that we're talking to him. So hi, Jared. Welcome to The Shit Show. Oh my God. Well, thank you for having me. And what a lovely introduction. <laughs> oh my God. Totally. Guy. I mean, we love it. an introduction is really what makes or breaks the conversation <laughs> in my it's opinion. True. It's true. <laughs> well, that's a good one. Although I cannot attest to being a positivity uh, guru, but you know, I appreciate those words. Well, more of an anti-toxic positivity <laughs> guru. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Oh. Yeah. So first I was looking at your page, um, just trying to get to know you from, you know, from far away. Cause I was so excited to talk to you. We both were. Um, and could you dive in a little bit into what pos- toxic positivity means? Cause I, for one was like a little confused. Um, so let's hear your take on it. Um, and why let's not subscribe to it. Yeah. Um, so basically, I mean, I got leukemia last year in 2019. So obviously like having like a very, you know, interesting experience with a very uh, possibly life-threatening cancer diagnosis. Thank God I went into remission and I'm doing much better now. But during that time period, I noticed um, so much of the rallying around for support for me, which I appreciate endlessly and will never, you know, I accept all of the graciousness that that people gave me. But Mm -hmm. I noticed a lot of what people were saying was this kind of like, impossible attitude of like, you can do anything. You are a fighter. You are so strong. You are a winner. You are this and you are that. And then I started to, it was almost, you know, like the algorithm of, of social media, just like reads your mind of what you don't want to see. You know, if you're feeling fat, you're going to see like a, you know, a weight loss ad or whatever. And all that I start seeing these posts of just people being like, and it's very social media only. It's not like we're not doing this in real life, but it's, you know, you scroll and then you Mm -hmm. see someone look directly into the camera and tell you, you are loved by me. And it's oh, like, Anthony, yes, I yeah. hate this shit. Yeah. And it's like, first of all, you don't know me. And it's like, why, why do you love me? And mm-hmm. it's just, it's just so fake. It's, it's the same thing as, yeah. I mean, it just, it goes into this whole other realm of social media where it's just like, you can do anything. It goes into my, one of my biggest pet peeves, which is like the rise and grind <laughs> people. It goes into like yes, that whole, yes. this is one of these pet peeves. Yeah. It's such a, and like a wanderluster, you know, someone, you know, and it's just like the whole thing. It's just like, it's so, it, it creates such a negativity, especially when you're actually going through a hard spot. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're a teenager scrolling TikTok and you have severe depression because, you know, you're a closeted gay person in the Midwest and you don't know, how, you know, you don't have an accepting family. Or if you're someone like me who, me who has all the support, and you are just bombarded with this, like, you must be positive to get through this kind of vibe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or you're in control of your own destiny. It's like, it's always str- it, like, it really is just always straight white men who are doing it too. That they're just mm-hmm. like, you're in control of your own destiny. Don't let anybody tell you this, 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 this. Wake up, rise and grind. It's like, okay, bitch, like, fuck off. You yeah. have no idea what I'm going through. And I feel right. like it takes away the notion that like, it almost creates like not only toxic positivity, but toxic uh, feminism and toxic masculinity in the way that like you just kind of push everything under the rug and act right. like it's okay. It's and like it's there's like no room for emotion or sappy emoting, like you were saying, Andy. Yeah. Like, there's no room or time for it, you know? Like, I was, also, yeah. 
Well, I was just like, was I, you know, I was literally going through cancer and was told I had a 30% chance of not living. Mm -hmm. I'm not feeling exactly the most positive. And I understand people want to lift you up and say, you're going to get through this, but there's a way to do that in a, in a way to, first of all, you have to know the person. So this like broad spectrum, toxic positivity, where it's like you, you right there, you're going to be okay today. Just put that frown upside down and put two shoes on at the same time and step into your pants one arm at a time. And you know, yeah. what what bothers me about it is that these people who are constantly doing like the rise and grind and like, uh, you're your own worst enemy and like all that stuff. It's like, uh, I am not not my own worst enemy. Sorry. either. Me either. And so it's like, they're not putting themselves in anyone else's shoes. Like none they're putting on some sort well, of whatever. I take that back. You can be your own worst enemy, totally. But like you telling me that I am my own worst enemy is not going to make me realize that I'm being my own worst enemy. Like you have right. to like, like, like even on TikTok, it'll be like, if you like this TikTok and share it, you're going to have like an amazing yeah. week. And it's just <laughs> yeah. like giving people this notion that like, it's all going to be okay. Bitch, maybe it won't be. Yeah. It will ha- like, like, maybe but teach me how to follow, cope. This, yeah, yeah. This follow will not change anything. But, now, now, Jared, when did you start telling people this in your life? Because I find that like when I talk about like the sappier side, I guess I'm talking about being more sensitive. But something that I do like about myself is that if I don't like something, I'm going to fucking say it. And I don't care about how you feel about it because it's only to help you and or you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I did you tell people like this toxic positivity that you're handing to me is really turning me off right well during the initial diagnosis I didn't get too much of it, it the initial kind of vibe is you're you're a fighter and you you're strong and you're a fighter and that so I didn't subscribe to even that kind of mentality and I remember specifically crying to my mom being like Mm-hmm. so weak after a month of chemo I have no yeah. immunity left and this is before the pandemic you know this is yeah. this is already so scary and you know being told like you need to get this transplant to live and all of these like things that's like so many variables the last thing I could think of I could barely walk and mm-hmm. the last thing I could think of was being like hell yeah you are so strong so I did say to them because I'm you know I'm pretty outspoken and stuff and I did mm-hmm. say like, like I don't I don't want to hear this and if someone's coming into my you know hospital room saying this kind of stuff like kindly escort them away or you know be in charge of the you know guide the conversation in another direction right. luckily totally. my circle's pretty tight with who who I was able to see just because of my compromised immunity so I was able to kind of curate who I dealt with it became worse when I got out of the hospital and was bored on social media and decided yeah. to share my journey a little bit because I realized there was such a um gap in you know, in this kind of like millennials, like, you know, I'm 30, I got diagnosed at 31, I'm 32. Now there's this gap of people who get cancer that aren't really spoken for, you know, there's kids with cancer, which is obviously cancer is tragic across the board. But if you're a kid with cancer, there's so many resources and so many outlets to kind of like, you know, express yourself. And if you're an an old person with cancer, you're already covered by, you know, your life savings and your, you know, Medicare and all of that stuff. So there's like this Mm -hmm. really weird kind of in between area that I fit into. And I noticed a lot of it was again, no offense, but straight white men being like, you know, it's like, I beat cancer and now like I'm running a triathlon and and mud. And I'm like, fuck, like, first of all, I don't know, you know, with my type of cancer, like, I don't know. 
I still don't feel good. And it's been almost a year since my transplant and almost a year and over a year and a half since my diagnosis. And I still don't Mm -hmm. feel good every day. So it's just like totally realistic. Yeah. Yeah. And they just don't, they just don't normalize like being like, I know it's so cheesy to say like, not okay. Not being not okay is okay. But like, it is. It's okay to sit with Sal for a second. I mean, I, I can't exactly relate to cancer um you know I, I feel very fortunate um to have not i guess been in that arena or anything like that but i remember like getting into a car accident one time and it was like pretty scary it was like t- i was getting t-boned um i kind of had like a really crazy like realization that i was like oh my god like tomorrow like, i'm gonna do everything i can because like what if i had you know died in that a car accident so i don't know if, like that is what runs through people's minds too like after you know they they are in remission and like, feel like they really accomplish something huge um, that they take advantage of like life, I guess, when they feel OK to do so. But mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like, do you ever feel like that? Um, like, I'm going to yeah, take life by the balls and like fucking just do it because I mean, that's not in my personality. Yeah, OK. So well, good to know. It's good to know. Get to, but, um, great but- to meet you, Jared. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it definitely I mean, it is there is a. Uh, a feeling of that you do definitely like as I get better feeling you know that every day I'm like okay I can do a little bit more but it's yeah. also not this like light switch it doesn't just go from yeah. you know like you're bad to your you're better so right. it, there's just so much nuance in it and people are Process. just missing the nuance and if they were doing the toxic pot if they were doing um you know, if they weren't doing toxic positivity, they could find the nuance in being positive and dealing with stuff like that. So totally. You know, right, it is, right, 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 right. Makes and sense. going off of that, it's like, well, because I have um, Crohn's disease and like it's like ma- it like manifested itself in like a skin thing, like an extra intestinal manifestation. So I get like really bad like skin lesions and my immune system is like fucked up and I have to be on a biologic drug and go every three weeks and sit there w- with the with the drip for three hours. And it's like, you know, it just becomes a part of it and like a part of your life. And I don't think that it makes me any stronger in like a way, like people are like, you're so strong. I'm like, I don't think it makes me any stronger. I think it just mm-hmm. makes me more resilient might be the better word that like certain things are like, well, this could be happening, whatever. But also at the same time, it's like, and I'm, I don't know if you, maybe you felt this and obviously on a much grander scale, but people think it either has to be one way or the other. So like mm-hmm. sometimes I would have to miss like school and, and, and at college for like three weeks and my mom's friends would like know about it or like the neighbors would know about it. And then, you know, like three weeks later, I'm like on Instagram drinking a dirty martini. So like they're like, wait, I thought that you were just sick. And it's like, yeah, I was just sick, but now I'm having a dirty martini and I'm still sick. So which is it that I have to be so positive that it's like you can do it, live your life, you can beat it. But then all of a sudden you act like there's something wrong that I'm like not acting sick. Right. So like, did you ever deal with that? That people were like, wait, I, I feel like you should you be doing that when you're sick or like, oh, like totally. the, that's the nuance, I guess. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I would I would post a throwback picture uh and with like some of the girls who I work with and stuff like doing their makeup and people would comment like your immune system is so low like wear a mask why are there no masks in this and I was like hun you know like this was from three years ago this is from whenever like relax dude right like let me just (laughs) let me live (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah let me live we'll get back into this because I think this is a conversation we need to continue but definitely tell us about what you do 
for a living because I just think it's so awesome. Where yes. It's like similar realms almost, except you've got the style stuff all going on. <laughs> yes, I um, want to talk about it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I, I mean, I do makeup art. I'm a makeup artist and I do work with like primarily, it just ended up being a lot of people in reality TV, which is kind mm-hmm. of cool because like, you know, I'm a fan of Bravo and I'm a fan of reality TV. So it's kind mm-hmm. of one of those like surreal things. It's like, oh my gosh, like I remember like watching Real Housewives of Orange County when I was, 15 with my mom when it came out a hundred years ago. And now like my 29th birthday was on the show, like with Tamara and, oh, and no Shannon. Oh my God. I love Tamara. Yeah. With them dressing up in boy drag coming to my, my birthday party. It was just like, <laughs> Oh, so that was your birthday when they went to um... drag queen bingo. Yeah. Oh my oh God. My God. And what about Lydia? What a bitch she was that night. Yeah. And so I was, I was in drag when they edit, when they cut away to her being like her saying her like homophobic confessionals and they cut away to the drag queen with the white hair and the white dress. That was me. Oh my, Yes, I was the one she was afraid of. But I will say justice for Lydia because she literally came up to me after the thing and was like, because I do a bar- birthday party for a charity every year. And so until I got sick. And so um, yeah. so I, I always do it for drag, uh, for Hamburger Mary's drag. Hamburger you know, Mary's, TV. I was going to say. Yeah. And so I, so I reached out to Shannon Bedore because I was just a fan. And this was before I was doing makeup on anyone from Bravo. So I just reached out to her and was like, hey, can you, do, can you come and like co-host this with me? Cause they always want like a celebrity to be there. Totally. And um, her publicist got back to me like right away, which I thought was so funny. And then I was like, oh my God, amazing. Cause I have a beta fish named Shannon Bador. So like, this is. Get it out. <laughs> and um, so then it was like, can Tamara come? And then production called. And I was like, as long as you mention the charity, I know you're going to edit out my birthday because like the storyline doesn't make sense. Why? Like yeah. you would show up to a fan's birthday party, but yes. Totally. Um, so yeah. So that's my like big, was my big first like Bravo debut before I was even oh doing makeup. Does your beta fish. Does uh, your beta fish go? I'm Shannon Bedore. Shannon Bedore knows the story. <laughs> Shannon Bedore. Shannon Bedore's got nine lemons in a bowl. My beta fish died, but oh um, fuck. Yeah, well, you know they have a short lifespan. This was several years ago. But, yeah. um, but I, I will say toxic like- positivity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your beta fish is dead. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Get over it. Rise and grind. Rise and grind. Fillet <laughs> that fish and eat it. Um, you sink or swim. (laughs) And she just floated. Um, But Shannon Shannon did just tell me to, you know, she did tell me to feed my fish very well. And so I think I might have overfed her and killed her. Yeah. I mean, not literally. I mean, Shannon is pretty bloated. Look what I just did to my eyelashes, Jared. Look what I just did. Uh oh. Oh, she's looking pretty drag going on here. Oh, my God. Do you, you do drag, Jared? I do. Yeah. So I started makeup doing drag actually was how I got into doing makeup. So I was like in the Orlando, Florida scene, baby, just doing drag at Lady Gaga concerts, Britney Spears concerts, anywhere where drag was not accepted or part of what's going on. Me and my best friend would show up in drag and um, uh, just, you know, be annoying. annoying Do you have any shit shows from those experiences? Because that's like such a contrast, drag and Florida. Yeah. Like Um, that's the biggest contrast I've ever heard in my entire life. yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I have a deranged sense of confidence. Not, it's not one of those, I'm not one of those overly confident people where I'm like, oh sure, I can like, you know, drive a stick shift car and that, but like, I can't, it's not that, but I did have, you know, obviously in your twenties, you have kind of like a delusioned confidence. And I remember, I mean, also I partied a ton because you know, I lived in Florida in a small town and like, what else is there to do? So I remember entering a drag pageant for, 
for, I don't know, it's like Disney gay days and some like, it's a whole thing in Orlando when gay days happens because it's like the one day in a year in Florida where you're allowed to be like publicly, publicly gay or something. And so I entered like a drag, um, a drag pageant with zero experience and, um, Mm -hmm. uh, with no practice, with no costumes, with nothing. I barely had like, I, I didn't know how to contour. One sweet queen taught oh me how to contour really quick. And I went out there with the, with the most unhinged, you know, uh, whatever. I mean, we're talking, the, these queens had set pieces like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz that would rotate to reveal. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And it I came crazy. out with, I mean, it was so insane. And I came out with like my wig in a bag, my makeup not even fully done in like a, just a dress I bought at Ross Dress for Less <laughs> and my best friend and my brother um, just doing my backup dancing for a routine that we did not have Shut to up. Britney Spears to give me more. We were high, yes. like, high, you know, like no choreo, just like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I was lip syncing or actually singing. I was not in heels because I couldn't walk in the heels. It well, was, if you're I doing mean, Britney's give me, give me more, you really don't need choreography. She didn't well, have any of the, it. That's that true. was kind of the vibe that I was going that's for true. anyway. So it did work but I did come in last place and I oh, oh, oh good of like not last like not even like they're like you are the last contestant but you're also like are almost immediately last, disqualified like, because oh you don't even have, they like, can address. be like mean about it too they're like last Definitely. place yeah. well because it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like an art form like so many people get so into it like there's so well, Morgan and I got that's right Wait, are you talking about in New got, York, Anthony Oh, twice. So we've had an experience with it. So, so, so Jared, and we can talk about this a little bit. I can be a little toxic masculine in the way that, because I think people don't know this. And I say this frequently on here, gay guys can still be toxic masculine. It doesn't matter. Um, But I'm trying to work on it, but like, I've never like almost like, not because like, I don't, maybe I do. I don't know. I've just never had any interest in like drag and not that all gay guys have to do the same thing, Mm -hmm. but it's never been like my vibe at all. And so I get like, like I'm not into like the gay culture or not educated enough in the way like reading and like shade and like all that stuff. And so that's like so big with like drag culture. And I love observing from afar, but Morgan and I had an experience where we were like, in it like and just <laughs> and, but i knew that like if you don't know it know your place right yeah like straight people run everything know your place right so even as like a gay man i just knew my place i knew that i didn't know a lot about it and so i was like let's not get involved but we were at a halloween gay bar in boston and they were doing a costume contest. And there's all yeah. these like fabulous gays and like they're amazing costumes. Incredible. And like in like incredible la- costumes. lingerie, like the wigs were just huge. It was amazing. It was truly a work of art. And then Morgan and I were Marilyn Monroe and JFK like during the affair. And so I was like <laughs> half naked with like kissy marks all over me. And Morgan was a fabulous Marilyn Monroe. But it wasn't enough. Do you know what I mean? Like right. everybody else's was so over the top. So the, uh, one of the queens was like, we're doing a costume contest. And she was like picking people out of the audience. To come Who were like, stage. obviously like there to win. Like yes. obviously yeah. there to win. Yeah, that was their main goal. Morgan was just like stereotype, like gay girl at a, or, or a straight girl at a gay club. And I, I think they probably thought I was a straight guy. And we went up <laughs> on the stage and we were like, Morgan's like, look. And they, everybody I, just went. Again, the sun <laughs> doesn't all revolve around me. And I get up on stage and I thought that I was like stealing the show again. Like this costume was good, but it wasn't like over the top. Like all I had was like a wig, a beauty mark, red lipstick, 
like huge eyelashes and, and a white robe and heels. And it was just wasn't enough. But I started dancing because I grew up as a dancer. So I was like, OK, I can like obviously win this over by dancing. And we got booed off the stage, like just boot. I left my phone on stage. We got booed, we got booed off. off. Like it was not our place at all. And like for some reason, Anthony was definitely a little more conscious about what was going on. I but said I was, we don't. I said this. Yeah, Anthony's like I said. he very rarely is like Morgan. Don't do that. Like he he mostly is like oh my god, go for it. Like do it, do it, do it. Like my cheerleader. And then this time he was like all right, and I just like sprinted. <laughs> There's another time in New York where um we were at the like random bar. Anthony, we ran into a drag yeah. queen. Um, and she was fabulous, but her I contour still have was, her business card. Yeah, yeah, and her her <laughs> contour was insane. And I like had like a makeup consultation like with her because I don't contour, but I need to because my face is like a little round. But I don't need to, but I'd like to learn how to. And um, she gave me like a little like contouring uh lesson like at the bar, which was that fun. was nice. a good story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Do you want to tell it again? <laughs> yeah, like, there, there's into- like this ongoing like kind of joke <laughs> where like obviously it's the shit show and like we tell all these stories, but I'm like learning that I'm not a good storyteller. No, but you are a good storyteller. So it's if you're just- there, Anthony, I am because you always fill in like the details, but um, like we always like give the punchline before the story you know yeah yeah before the story now jared do you have any experiences because you know there's some nightmare experiences in in this business but do you have any you don't have to reveal who it was if you're not comfortable do you have any nightmare experiences doing somebody's makeup that you were just like this person is like what the fuck just happened (laughs) (laughs) um i have two specific ones one i talk about all the time very openly they're kardashian adjacent they're these horrific twins called simi hayes do you guys know who i'm talking about no i do know who you're talking they about are, yes. um yes. courtney kardashian's good friend say say kadra or something yes uh, oh yeah his, his sisters i think her his older sisters who are identical twins who are artists and you know i'm doing heavy air quotes and Air, curators, <laughs> heavy air quotes, DJs, heavy air quotes, fashionistas, heavy, 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 air quotes. heavy I'm air quotes. laughing. That's hysterical. Like, good yeah. And they are absolutely monstrous to work with. They are so horrible to the, like to the crew, how they got anything on a job in uh, like milk studios where we were shooting. I don't, it's beyond me. The like fact how? that they were giving me, um, makeup inspiration from like small artists that they followed and were stealing their ideas from these people who had like hundreds of followers and they had it saved in their phones and would be like to the point of like it was kind of an abstract shoot so like I would draw like a purple line because like they were showed me this inspiration and like right. I would go maybe a little to the left around the eye instead of to the right or you know whatever and she would be like no no like in the picture it's that you know it said it shows it's this she's time. stealing oh it's, and it's stealing and I was very uncomfortable with it as like a makeup artist because I'm like sweetie like you have a million plus followers and you're taking this and you know and it is a weird thing because like obviously there's so much you can do with like red lipstick and a contour but this was like abstract art this was like painting lines on your face and like people like literally copying and so she got one of the two of them got really mad at me but but that wasn't even like the the point like I could care less like I deal with people who are unhappy or like need you know like not we didn't have the same vision or whatever like that happens all the time when you do makeup you just wipe it off and fix it it's makeup you know it's not it's not a tattoo totally Um, but the problem is the way they treat everyone on set they're so horrible and then i did a little research afterwards and realized oh they're super kids with nothing but fake friends and they just do the same you know 
same same shit and they're they're, totally. they're horrible they treat they treat people right. like garbage and it's like just because you're kardashian adjacent sweetie like adjacent i've, I've worked with kim kardashian and with chloe and they're both so nice and they're exactly nice. from and, so many people that they're just so pleasant to work with and their teams are too it's these it's yeah. these weird adjacent rich people who kind of latch on to them and we idolize right. And another girl I worked with in the same realm who I won't say her name just because like whatever, but she's, I'll tell you guys in a minute, but um, she came into a shoot with like disgusting extensions on. And I was supposed to like do, I don't really do hair, but I was supposed to curl it because it was for like a Instagram, like L'Oreal campaign or something. Mm -hmm. And they literally had to get refunded the rate for her as a model because her hair was such a disaster. We're talking like get out, but when she arrived late, like Gina Kirschenheider. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, whose makeup I've also done. Oh and, my god! Um, but, she, but she came in and announced that she was late because she had a sick DUI. And uh, no, not DUI. Sick. No, no, no. What is it called? Wait, a sick. Um. Oh my god, not DUI. What is the thing? DWI. Oh, UTI. Announced to the executive producer. And then I was like, my mouth was dropped. She's like, I have a sick UTI. Do you guys care if I like go to the bathroom really quick? And I was like, Oh my god. What uh, and that was like her greeting to the to like the you know these big wigs who hired right. her and I mean it was a disaster. She she wasn't actually like unpleasant herself like how the how Simi Hayes are, but it was just like so insane that these rich kids who are she's a Kardashian adjacent also, and it's right. just so so bizarre how they're just like they living in this bubble. They're the worst type of people to work with. Because I think I know who you're talking lovely. about, but I won't say it. <laughs> I think well, I no, know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's them. I, I often find that people who are the real deal are very easy to work with. Mm-hmm. People oh, who are the real deal. And it's always the people who are like either up and coming. Like, for example, I have heard that Bethany Frankel, she might be a tough bitch, but she's like, if you work for Bethany Frankel, like she treats you well. She knows how to run a business. It's not right. like craziness like that. Even I've heard from her personal assi- from people who have been her personal assistants in the past that it was hard work, but she didn't treat anybody poorly. Right. I think that these people who are famous, they ride the fine line between being tough and teaching lessons and being an asshole. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. You can teach somebody a tough business lesson without being an asshole to them. Like I worked, and this is one that I'm public about, is I worked for Dorinda Medley and she was awful. She was awful and 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 just not just not kind and and not that you have to be rainbows and butterflies or toxic positive but you there's a difference between being tough and being an asshole and if you're being an asshole sorry i'm not playing that game mm-hmm. like i'm not well, doing I feel like it pe- like people like bethany and like the kardashians too like they're productive because they're the ones that actually started things from like the ground up so they find like totally. lots of pride and like they're proud of their product, their image, their brand, that a lot of people like, you know, adjacent that are adjacent uh, from yeah, them. Yeah, like Dorinda's like, adjacent Bethany. <clears throat> like, like it's, right. it's like the same thing. I feel like it's just kind of like a, they wear that badge on their sleeve and think that they can get away with anything. Like there's not much credit or there's just like a lot of entitlement for no credit. So that makes do sense. You, what, do you, what do you find is the most annoying thing, Jared, that like these types of celebrities do? Because for me, it's, 
I, what I've chalked it up to is lack of communication. They're not good communicators and they, they don't express that they're not happy about something until like the complete last second that mm-hmm. it's possible. That's what I found is the most common thread with working with some of these people that it's like a very manic behavior that's really tough. Yeah, that's actually a hot take. And I feel like that probably is an underlying factor. I would go a step further with, because all of my experiences are around, um, I mean, not shockingly, they are all Kardashian adjacent people that I've had the, uh, not opportunity of working with. (laughs) And they, um, it's definitely a lack of communication because they also, it's also a mixture of youth and having too much money and like being a Calabasas kid. And like, you've got the, you got the pleasure of becoming Kylie's best friend when you were in the third grade. And obviously Mm -hmm. she can't find new real friends. So that is, you know, so I think it's a mixture of the lack of communication, but also I think some of these people that I've worked with are just so stuck up and dumb that they, that communication doesn't even cross their mind. They're like, what you've seen my Instagram, you know, I have a million followers. You know what I like to look like. So just, but which does go back to communication, obviously, but it's like, you have to speak a little too. Like you have to say, you know, like, it, it just blows my mind because I've worked with right. so many people who are like working actresses and they're some of the best people to work with. It's like, exactly. Not, not like Julia Roberts level, but like girls from the show orange is the new black or my friend mm-hmm. Lauren, who's on the show superstore. They're like, so, you know, they, 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 first of all, they have fun with makeup because they don't want to look like their characters on a show like orange is the new black where they right. literally they want look to get like, into character. Yeah. Like, so they want to, so they want to look, and so those types of people are so fun. And then like my girls from Vanderpump Rules are really fun to work with because they're so, you know, well, at this point we're friends. So it's like very easy to do uh, mm-hmm. their makeup. But but yeah, it's it's this lack of communication. And I and I definitely agree that it's a big problem. And then you throw in an ego and a clout and, right. you know, money and a young age. And then it's you create these monsters. It's just like too crowded. There's too many variables that just don't mm-hmm. work in their favor. And I feel like sometimes a lot of these like, socialites and um, influencers that just have all these all they care about is like their their image on social media like they just worry about what to say to get something from somebody else that mm-hmm. they forget how to communicate with people on like a regular level like that oh, yeah. totally yeah totally and they ask like like and i know like you're doing their makeup so mm-hmm. it's like a finished product that they're going to be putting out there into the universe yeah and so like you if you have a bad experience working for for them with like their makeup it's like imagine what they're doing to people like behind closed doors they're like right. not seeing it exactly. like it's almost like i have a i had a client i won't say her name on here but she was so crazy one day that she made me start labeling things that like didn't need to be labeled like with the label maker <laughs> like she was so wild one morning she had to leave before she was filming her show and i got there early and she was screaming at me and she was like label the chicken and so i thought she meant like put it in a container and then label that it was chicken i was like maybe she just is going to have multiple of these and she wants them labeled right. she meant take the late print it and put it on the piece of chicken that it was chicken i was like you're fucking wild man well, like yeah. <laughs> and i feel like too i think we've said this before anthony so i used to work for um a socialite like in New York, she and Dexter Jones, she was married or she is married to Mick Jones. Mark and Samantha Ronson. Mark and mom. Samantha Ronson's oh, mother. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So she was a fashion designer. Um, I was really just like her personal assistant. It was the best experience ever. But Anthony and I talk about this like when he worked with Dorinda and I worked with Anne. Um, all the text messages that we would get was always just like stream of consciousness. Like it really was just like run on no sentences, make no sense, like very random. So we're expected to like read their minds. So I can't even imagine as like a makeup artist, like I know how when you would I, do that when I was like getting ready for prom and getting my makeup done like I 
of course, I'm not a celebrity, but I kind of was like hoping that they should read my mind <laughs> yeah. um, in terms of like what I would want and to make my dream come true. And like I found that I didn't really communicate as well as I should have. So it's hard because you you want to be as candid as possible. But Jared, I feel like what they do is they text like this. They hold their phone up oh, and do right. voice to text. So they'll say things like clothes, hair, makeup. Done now, Alyssa, 430, uh, Sydney, nine <laughs> o'clock. And you're just like, what the fuck does any of that mean? I'm, I, I, right. I, I can't do it. Um, now, when you got diagnosed, did you find that you had certain clients that reached out and were extremely helpful and in kind? Gracious. And were there some that you were like, geez, I guess that wasn't a positive working experience afterward? Um, I, well, I'm very lucky because my type of personality and like, as I've said, with working with those, you know, people who I've never will never work with again is totally. I have a lot of re repeat clients because of the fact that I do, you know, I make friends fast and I do listen. I am a good communicator just because my parents right. are good communicators. So I'm very good at sitting down with someone who's maybe they're a reality star and not used to getting their makeup done because especially like Vanderpump Rules is a great example because they were just, when I started to work with them, it was the, like starting to become the peak of the show where they were starting to, where Chrissy Teigen was following them and they were getting invited mm -hmm. to red carpet. So I like met them at this perfect kind of, you know, crossroads where things totally. were happening. So I'm a good communicator in the fact that I could say like, oh, you know what really looks good on you? Like from my knowledge is like, you know, typically like these kinds of tones of lipsticks looks good with your skin tone. And so right. then like kind of, you know, suggesting that type of stuff. So anyways, long story about that is the point <laughs> is I can make, I, I'm able to communicate. So I was able to build these relationships. So right. all of the clients that you see frequently on my Instagram, unless you scroll back far when I was still kind of like building my career, um, the people that you see repeated, there's a reason they're repeat, uh, you know, like clients is because they are my friends now. So everyone who supports, who I work with regularly from Chriselle, um, my friend, Lauren Ashland Superstore, the entire cast of Vanderpump Rules, even the girls who I don't do makeup for like Lala and Sheena um, right. and, you know, former cast members like Kristen, Saucy and Brittany, they all rallied around me and were, I mean, they threw an entire, uh, a fundraiser on their own, a surprise fundraiser for me because oh, that's had, amazing. Yeah. And I had really shitty insurance too, for the first part of the, for uh, the last part of 2019. So mm -hmm. I have a half a million dollar medical bill on top of like, you know, a $22,000 oh. a month chemo pill that I take. Thank God in new year, I was able to switch insurance and you know, whatever. Yeah. America. But, um, yeah. Let's step it up, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, they, so everyone that I worked with sur surrounded me and supported me. And if they weren't someone who, uh, if they weren't someone who like I directly communicated with regularly, like if I just was hired by a company to do their makeup for a one-off thing, they obviously probably didn't even follow me on Instagram. So they probably don't even know about it, but the people who I worked with regularly really stepped it up. I mean, I had Ariana from Vanderpump Rules coming to my hospital, Chriselle oh. coming to my hospital, bringing presents. Um, all of them showed up to do like the, the fundraiser. I said, they did a flash mob on the roof and it was like, you oh know, all yeah. out there outside of my window. This is pre-COVID, so it's you know safe and stuff. But I couldn't see people because of um, my immunity. But they they put all their differences aside and really rallied around me and were able to raise money to help me with my medical expenses. So it was a really positive experience with the clients, and it actually kind of solidified like 
damn, I'll do anything for these people. Like, you yeah, know, now I'm that like, must be nice. Yeah. So it was a good thing. I, I didn't have any negative experience, but I'm quick to, and even quicker now post going through something like cancer, I'm quick to be like, yeah. I'm never working with those people again, no matter how much right. money you, you can give me. So right. like Simi Hayes. Well, you know, example. like your boundaries, you know, it makes you tick. It's just like all like a learning experience. Just a quick question. Did you go to school for cosmetology or how did you start that? Your brand um, and your it was just I started with drag and then I moved to LA because I was just like I hate Florida I was into pop culture obsessed with Britney Spears so I was like I'm gonna go to (laughs) LA and go to the Chateau Marmont and go to you know Hyde nightclub just like Heidi and Heidi yeah 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 (laughs) and so I moved here when I was 24 and I was just doing drag working in a restaurant Mm -hmm. just like you do and um I didn't know what I was gonna do but um we had like a Halloween party and I showed up in like my drag uh, makeup and everything in my costume or whatever. And my coworkers were like, you know, singers and models and actors. And they were like, you're like, you look you really look beautiful. So good. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I make up for like, I have this. And, you know, so I started just practicing on them, like doing it for free, just for their Very creative cool. projects. And then one thing led to another and just because I am such a, a talker and like <laughs> you get to know people that, right. you know, I was able to kind of get my foot in really network. Quickly. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you have a drag name? Yeah, famous sparkle. Oh, uh, iconic! I love, I love that. <laughs> Do you get annoyed? Title. Do you get title. annoyed when people are like, because like I get, I guess you like probably get into your drag persona, and there's people who are like, yes, and you're like, all right, stop. You're not normally like that. Because I could see myself doing that, like being like, yes, queen. It's like I don't do that normally. <laughs> it's almost like. Yeah, you did it. Pat mm-hmm. on the back. Talk right, right. Positivity. <laughs> I mean, I don't get annoyed because well, I don't do drag enough anymore to get annoyed. Now okay. I save it just for my birthday parties, Halloween, and any concerts that I go to. So obviously, um, like many occasion. of those things are not happening right now. So it's like I haven't done it in forever. Um, right. totally. But I don't mind. But the thing about my drag persona, so it's very inspired by Paris Hilton and Britney Spears and Lindsay Lohan from 2007. Oh my God. Oh, amazing. Of Thank God we met you. Car. Yeah, the three of them in the car. That is my mood board for my drag queen. So amazing. I would film in college. Like I would take a college class and I was, I cannot stress this enough. Like, I mean, I don't want to go into like how bad of a partner I was, but I was fucked up 24 seven. So I was like in my film class. I don't know why I took a film class at my community college. Don't ask me. I don't know. I don't know if I graduated (laughs) that college. I don't know. But like I would borrow one of the cameras before, you know, we had like all the smartphones and all the editing and stuff. And I filmed a a mockumentary about my, about Sparkle and her journey of making a music video before she had a song. And that was like, Oh my God. That's incredible. Yeah. So it's a mess, but, um, but so I don't, but, oh, so the whole point is I don't have, um, I don't have a drag persona. It's basically a heightened version of who I am. I'm a lot nicer now and a lot more politically correct now because I used to make some very off color jokes, you know, about, um, you know, body sizes and things like that. Cause I was, you know, a very plump queen. And so I was, and I was very proud of it. (laughs) Yes. But I was also (laughs) very quick to call out skinny people and maybe a derogatory ways and stuff like that. So I've, I've grown from it, but, um, But my drag is basically just a high-end version of myself. So if someone comes at me with that yes queen nonsense, then I'll be quick to be like, a bitch, like you're just talking to me. Just I can Yeah, it's me behind yeah, it's the contour. Me. Yeah. It's me behind the contour. <laughs> I just have I love that vibe. You could steal that line from one of your old clients about the UTI. That'd be a perfect line for your persona. Yeah. Sorry, I had a sick UTI. A I'm late. Sick UTI. Oh, I, like when very I like Lindsay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I need to bring back Sparkle for like the 2020 edition. Maybe 2021, I'll do like a special one-off, you know, like Instagram video now that we have that platform. And, yeah. Uh, you should give and her an IGTV series. Yeah. Honestly, I Famous should. I mean, Sparkle. I got the time. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I got the time. Now, I want to know about dating with cancer. Did you even attempt? What was it like? Yeah, what was that process? Okay, well, I'm going to tell you guys something, but I do not want a pity party because I have gone to therapy and have moved on. It's been over a year, but I had a boyfriend of three years who dumped me two months into my diagnosis. Shut up. And Fuck when I him. You, <laughs> what, what a shock it was. Oh, um, my God. Was, but then I look in hindsight and talk to a therapist and realize like it wasn't that much of a shock. You know, it's like one of those things like relationships, sometimes they really do plateau and people stay in them for comfort. Totally. And right. I'm not one of those people. I'm highly emotional. I'm highly communicative. And I did not see it coming because I thought we were going through a rough patch before I got sick and that we would mm -hmm. work through it. Then unfortunately I got sick and I thought, okay, well, this is our time where we're going to unite and like go, you know, we've been together three years. This wasn't like your typical, like two month long. We're in love. Like, let's see where this story. goes. Yeah. yeah. This was like <clears throat> three years. We were living together, had a dog together whatever and um oh yeah God. so he so he he broke it off and i mean he's Jesus. he's a whole type of because they're you know if you need to leave someone because they have cancer i i in a weird way could understand that but this was not that this wasn't like this is too much for me and this is we're still figuring each other out this was a you know a narcissistic uh weird type of person who i was just blinded by so anyways, yeah. once I got over that, it was kind of worked out because I was so focused on healing from cancer and I had all mm -hmm. my family moved out here with me and all of wow. that happened that I kind of was able to just kind of like let the morphine and the chemo make me forget about it. So right. I had a pretty quick recovery from the breakup. In two ways. <laughs> yeah, I had a, I had a, qui a quicker recovery from the breakup than I did the cancer. That's so good. then finally in the new year, I was like, you know what, I'm going to start, I'm going to get on the apps because obviously I'm immunocompromised and then the pandemic happened. So I was like, I'm going to start getting on apps and just like see what happens. Totally. Right. And I mean, it, well, I mean, your, your, your guys' podcast is the namesake for online dating, you know? It's, yeah. The I shit mean, show. It's a mm -hmm. shit show. And so I tried and I still try and stuff. And I, I, I talked to some guys and stuff, but it's like a weird mix of people who are, um, I had one guy like obsessed with uh, my symptoms and it turned out he thought he was sick. So he was trying to like <gasps> use me as his own. Um, <laughs> oh my God. What's it called? Like a hypochondriac exemption. And then I was literally like, oh, I don't think like, you know, I was like, we can talk about other stuff. Like I'm really not defined by having had cancer for like a year. Like I don't mind to talk about it, but right. like we're talking about like my symptoms that I started. Totally. Hearing. And I was like, okay. And then I like tried to do that. And he was like, thank you so much for the information. And I wish the best for you. And then <laughs> I'm like, and he probably like repeated his questions to like make sure like he wasn't or was like feeling these symptoms. Like that's crazy. They had like some hypochondriac fixation on that. That's like so sociopathic wild. behavior <laughs> actually is yeah. doing that to somebody. Yeah. And you just never know what you're going to get um, out of dating apps. I mean, it, it's, there's just so many different types of people on there. Everyone wants something different. So yeah. How did he find out that um, you had cancer? Were you, did you, were you kind of like an open book about it? I started off when I was still like in the recovery phase because the first six mm -hmm. months, so I had a bone marrow transplant, which is um, they basically take stem cells from someone and they 
knock out all of my bone marrow via chemo and then I regenerate wow. using new people, uh, donors, stem cells. So during mm-hmm. this process, it's a six month recovery period. So during that phase, when I was like very sick and the, and like outdoor dining was open in at Los Angeles. So people were wanting to like meet up. I would be pretty open in my bio. I wouldn't make it like this depressing, you know, like, oh my gosh, I'm so barely surviving. But I would mention, uh-huh. I'm like, you know, I, I'm in remission from cancer, still immunocompromised. So like yeah. looking to, you know, like whatever I said, just kind of like in passing. So people would be aware of it. So they, they can totally have the freedom to not be like, you know, I don't want to go down that road. And I commend the, the guys I did talk to over the summer who were very respectful. There were some right. really great guys. It was, it just wasn't a, you know, a, 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 a match. match, a match yeah. yeah. But, um, so there were some guys that were respectful of that. And then you had like a lot of the guys like that who were psycho about that stuff. Then you had the non-profile readers who would be like, what's up? You want to come to like a party that I'm having? And I'm like, no, like I'm, I'm back in the hospital. And then, you know, then it's like a quick unmatch or whatever. So then finally, after my six months, when I finally like started to be able to see my friends at parks and stuff and hang out outside, I finally was like, you know, I'm going to remove that from my profile. And if it come when it comes up, if like we get that far in a conversation, I'll say, cause it's now starting to be more, I mean, it was only been a year, but it's starting to be something of the past now. So I'm like, okay, like I don't need to, it doesn't need to define like the present any longer because I can now- like my main personality trait. Yeah. Yeah. Which I will, it will, I mean, I support, I love doing the can the cancer, like outreach type stuff because there are so many people who don't have a support system, but it does not define who I am, you know? Right. Right. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's been a mess. And then you have the, I don't know how you guys feel about like hooking up with strangers in a pandemic. I know that's like part of gay culture. Um, but like the amount of people who like want to hook up still, it's just like so mind boggling to me. Well, I often yeah. feel like, especially um, the gays, like online, there's two types of them right now. And it's, I don't know about straight people, but I feel like it is different with them. I feel like they're more like middle road with this. It's like, you know, like, well, we'll meet up if you're comfortable, like whatever, like with dating. Yeah. But like, I feel like with the gays right now, it's either they're just at circuit parties, like being crazy in their own homes or like in big get togethers, or they're not meeting up with anybody at all. Mm-hmm. And I've only come across like those two types of people. And like, I'm somewhere in the middle. I have been to like a party with more than, you know, 15 people since the beginning of this. And I obviously right now it's bad. I, I won't do that anytime soon, but I, I found that there's no room for like middle people like, like me, mm-hmm. like right now. And so right. like I'm talking to some of these guys on hinge and we'll be having a really good conversation and it's very flirty. And then I feel like it gets to a place where it's like, are we going to meet up or not? And then it's like, sorry, like I'm trying to, work around convincing myself to go out on a date during a pandemic and then you get messages they're like want to come like fuck me while I'm blindfolded so I'm like all right <laughs> which, which one, is, one it? is it yeah, yeah which one is it like like why is it so polarized right yeah. now it's yeah. like so strange it's crazy and like everyone wants I guess to well not everybody I guess like there's just like a certain amount of courtesy that you want to put out there um but Jared are there like any other narcissists that you've come across on dating apps like crazy weirdo stories that you'd like to share um, yeah, I mean, I have a couple, uh, one of the, one of my big rules on, uh, <laughs> dating apps is like, and I know like I use social media and stuff. And, and so, so, so I'm very finicky about social media mm-hmm. and because I don't, because I have had like Bravo fans be like, you know, like when I would, you would link your Instagram. So it's like approved or so I don't know how dating apps work, but anyway, yes, one of the, apps I've had, I had to link my thing. Instagram. So I would get like, so they could verify my ed- identity. And then it would be like, you know, it'd be like, oh my gosh, how do you know? So, and it's like, oh my God, dude, like we live in LA, like literally like 
don't don't even you know like don't try that right, like i know what you're, you're doing you're not gonna get on vanderpump rules through that like the makeup artist that's hired yes. by by britney <laughs> herself like not even employed by bravo like it's not happening you know what i mean people don't know the difference they between yeah. working for the talent and being employed by the network and so like you can often i don't know if this has happened to you but like i've said certain things like on interviews or whatever like about the shows and they're like a executive producer from bravo said that <laughs> this is happening and i'm like i do not work for bravo like stop right. this is like don't yeah <laughs> so besides that i have this kind of rule that i was like i want you to be like, let me see if i can get it right i want you to be old enough to know what tiktok wait young enough to know what tiktok is but old enough to not want to do it. You know what I mean? I'm yes, in your category 100%. then. I am. <laughs> I mean, but, I do them. But, I, I, I'm not like crazy about it. But well, I I'm hypocritical because I have a TikTok and I will post things. That, like my TikTok is like my personal, like it's how people use Tumblr. It's like, I use yeah. TikTok like in not, um, like I don't post like makeup videos. Like I don't post, like I literally pretty much just repost Britney Spears dancing and I put songs that I think are funnier on top of her. Oh, that's amazing. That. That's, so that's, yeah, like, that's creative. That's what I give to my 60 followers, you know, like that's, that's yeah. how I like to keep it that way. I don't like to say like, Oh, find me on TikTok. But like I did, um, see this guy and he was really sweet. And I actually hate that I'm going to do this to him, but like, I'm going to, um, so he was so into like Taylor Swift, which no shade. Like I became into Taylor Swift this year. Like, you know, <laughs> hey, like better walk a fine line here. Where are you like the Taylor Swift fan? Oh my God. He's like, yeah, I'm not like a fan, like a Stan the way that like I'm on her fan accounts and like this kind of stuff. I just, I, I write songs myself and I play music and I feel like this generation, we don't really have anybody like that popular. That's like, that of like a Carol King, Joni Mitchell, mm -hmm. Stevie Nicks, like type person that like writes in that way, like yeah. mostly by herself. So like that is like she inspires me so much. Right, Andrew, why yes. are you making those <laughs> fucking faces? That's like Andrew. so ridiculous, Andrew. Last oh week you you were saying that you would consider oh. dying for her. So don't yeah, I would like die for her. He said yeah. that. Would you say you'd give your child away for her? Yeah. I would die for her. He but loves does, there's her. A, Anthony there's loves a difference her. though between being in like the fandom where it's yeah. like, look what she wore on December third, right. and like, like right. I don't like I'm not like a little girl. Well, I feel so like a lot of people who her. are okay. like super fans don't necessarily like respect their celebrities. Like I feel like Anthony like respects Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah I like want to. Uh, like, I would never have sex with her. Like, I can have sex with women if I want. I just would never defile her like that. Anyway, Jared, tell us what was going on with Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to say, I feel the same way, but it's very complicated because I stand Britney Spears. So that's a very complicated Oh, yeah. We saw your Halloween costume when you dressed up as her, like, yes. disheveled in, like, so the plaid. It's very, very complicated fandom to be a part of. But I feel the same way about Lana Del Rey as you do with Taylor Swift. Like, a voice okay. of, you know, like, a way who, a woman who writes her own music that's yes. lyrically powerful, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, yes. so I started to talk with this guy who was a Swifty, a Disney fanatic, and oh, what was Jesus, his other- Disney adult? Uh, a Disney adult, uh, a Swifty fanatic, and oh, a Carrie Underwood fanatic. So it was already, Shut I was like, no. I was like, already, this is like very dangerous territory. I was like, this is already like, we're three strikes and we're out. But like, you know, times were tough and like things were like slow in the dating world. And like, <laughs> we got along. I get it. We, get get it. Al we got along in like a very friendly way. Um, right. So it was like kind of fun to chit chat and like that kind of stuff. But then I, I just should have never like, had I not started following on social media, which like does not happen in this century. Oh, no. But like, had I not done that, I probably could have like maybe seen like, you know what? I don't know. I can't even like go there. But anyway, so then I started to follow him <laughs> on TikTok because I was like, oh, sure. And then it was just like this bombardment of like these weird, like, like 
trends that like the 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 youths were doing you know where it's like they would play um like list your five carrie underwood songs and it would be like these weird oh, like no. memes and it's just like these these stupid little dances where you stick your tongue way out, like, too you, into like, point it to, you point to the oh yeah the yeah it's like you, you know you know you're a carrie underwood fan when it's like do 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 yes and then you would like point oh my god or they like, think it the weirdest like things where it's like you know like whatever sound becomes trendy uh for like random things and then they apply it to their specific fandom so if you yeah, do yeah. That for carrie underwood and taylor swift like like no one else would understand and it's just See, like, i don't oh, do that stuff yeah well no and if you did like i probably wouldn't even be on the i'd probably end the zoom call right now but it was just like <laughs> so it was just so insane and then you throw in the disney adult aspect of it and it's like so let me yeah. get this straight so you're obsessed with taylor swift to the point that you want to make these and it would he would post tiktoks like like they say your algorithm shows you other Taylor Swift fans. So I'm trying to see like, if that's true. And I'm like, you're 30 years old. Don't, oh, no. why are you trying to engage I... with 15 year old? Why are you TikTok? trying to date the algorithm? Like get yeah, over it. So we- It was just so yeah. weird and creepy. And then like the obsession with Disney <laughs> was so weird. Like what is Harry the psychology Potter behind that? The Disney, oh, Anthony. Just- Wait, Wait, he what was did you just say, like Jared? a stan. He was just like an oh, you just said Harry Potter. He well, it, Disney, well I can't Disney do that. Harry he was Potter a are the same thing. Like no, he was a no pothead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a pothead too, but not in the same way. Like it's so a Potterhead. They a call Potter them Potterheads, head. I think. Potterheads. Potter oh head. well, it just it just like absolutely <laughs> disgusts me, and it was just one of those things where I'm just like. Discuss. Like I can, like I appreciate. Like I have such standum for certain things. Like I'm a secret Katy Perry fan, which is like my secret shame. But like I will never post a TikTok of me being like, "Katy, Katy cats rise up!" Like let me see oh, if you know, like California girls, click here if you like. Right, you know, right, right. Drink, click here. Like no, don't do that. Well, it's like um, one of those yeah, things you yeah, want to like keep yeah. to yourself. Like I just find that like people like this guy who just expose themselves and like all the fandom on TikTok. It's just like, well, who? on my Instagram story, I post myself like playing a lot of Taylor Swift songs on the piano. But, but it's I beautiful. Won't have it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talent. Yeah. And I'm nervous now that this is what guys think. No, no, oh, no, no. This is- but you're not at that. You're not at that point, Anthony. You're not at that point. Like, this is like weird stuff. Like, these are three weird things that like are OK here. Here's the thing. Let me hear. I feel like t- being guardian a- Leviosa. <laughs> I think that um, being like a Taylor Swift fan is fine. Like, you can be a super fan. I understand that. Mm-hmm. Carrie Underwood, fine. Like, it's very. No, neat. that's wrong. It is, well, listen, I mean, here, as a gay person, listen, it is wrong. But yes, go ahead. Go ahead. Listen, I understand here's, saying. here's my take. And the Disney adult thing, I'll never agree with because I'll never understand like the infatuation with Disney. Um, but all three is, it's a little scary. And add and Harry all, on top of it. And the, yeah, and then Harry Potter. The thing is, all those four things are very different too. So it's like, yeah. who, even, who even is he? Well, and that's what I really quickly realized. Because again, going back to communication, my big thing, I put it on every one of my profiles, either in a fun, cutesy way or like a very direct way. I'm like, you got to be able to communicate because I am so done with the like, hey, what's up? Not much. You chilling. You cool. Cool. Conversation Conversation. over. Yeah. Like I'm done with that. So I, I always have like in my bio now, like something along the lines of like, we're in a pandemic. If you're not down to like communicate and chit chat, you know, like, I like, should add that to mine. Yeah, it really does help because it does weed out a lot of people who are looking because I personally am not looking for hookups because I'm immunocompromised. Yeah. So like I'm totally. definitely not gonna like hook up with a stranger right now. Like 
even if there wasn't a global pandemic. Yeah. Um, but you know, and no shade if that's what people want to do and that, whatever, no judgment on my end, but like, so, so communication is key, but the, the, what I realized is his entire personality was based on liking these very specific things that I did yeah. not like, aside from the fact that like, I like Taylor Swift, like the way that I like, you know, songs and music, like, and, mm-hmm. and I get into it. Like, I think it's cool. Like her, whatever it is, the, the love triangle on folklore and like how the songs tie to each other. Like, I think all of that is cool. And that's an art form. And I like, mm-hmm. I'm into totally. that kind of stuff. Cause I'm super into pop music, but I'm not into like this weird kind of like getting attention because you like a, a celebrity, even though, you know, like I post about Britney Spears every single day. So I am a hypocrite. And I and love I that for you. That. Yes, and yeah. thank you. And I, you know, my, my biggest consistency is like, I will stay inconsistent, but this was like a flaw of, Oh, I love so many. So, so such epic proportions. You can't like Harry Potter, Disney, Carrie Underwood and Taylor Swift be a diehard of all four of them. That's what I was saying. It's he's, he just seems like a little unsure and he feels maybe he's like trying to like act like a super fan like act like a super fan so he like finds someone that's at least a super fan of one one of them yeah Yeah. well here's the thing i don't don't like to the guys that i tend to go for and that go for me too like we never and i'm okay with this like none of them like taylor swift but none of them do. And I like that because I almost want her to be like my thing that totally. I appreciate. Because yes. then if we start really getting into it, we're going to have like disagreements about her music. Like well, I'd rather you just not like her. It's yeah, I'd rather you yeah. just not like her at all because I, I thought it was going to be a deal breaker. Like I've mm-hmm. told friends about certain people I've dated and they're like, oh, it's a deal breaker for you, right? That they hate Taylor Swift. And I'm like, honestly, no, because she's like my thing. Like they yeah. can they can like Little Mix or whatever they like. Right. But does it get annoying to you, Jared, when you stand like, because people do this to me and I feel like it's often like, like gays in a zoo. It's like they're behind the glass window. It's like, which one do you stand? And like, blah, 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 blah. But because I love Britney too so much. Yeah. Like when I was in kindergarten, like I was like in her fan club and like my aunt like wrote a card to me like from Britney and I thought that it was really Britney Spears and all uh-huh. my Valentines that I would give out in middle <laughs> school were Britney. And I just loved, love, love, love Britney. And even now, like obviously the, her truth fans have stuck by her, but people are like, well, who do you like better, Britney Spears or Taylor Swift? And I'm like, do you think that we're just like They're... myopic ants that are like walking into <laughs> hills like gay people? Like, which one do you like better, Britney Spears or Taylor Swift? It's oh, there's like, like Madonna <laughs> in there too. Like Madonna. Yeah. I got in a huge fight with somebody about Madonna yesterday. Now, Jared, let me get your take on this. Somebody was talking about Madonna yesterday to me and they're like, you know, like, do you think that like Taylor Swift will be as relevant as like Madonna has stayed like af- after her career, like different. kind of plateaued? And I'm like, first of all, they're totally different. And second of all, like, why do you guys still think Madonna is so relevant? It's like, oh, you're I just, that's just your, yeah, but you can be a fan of her. And like, I recognize, like I am a Britney stan, but I recognize that Britney's not necessarily the most relevant person right now. It's just, we love her. So we can follow her. Yeah. She's an icon. Yeah. So he was like, well, I just love the way Madonna, like really empowered women. And she was just like, you know, be a slut. And like, I've had to work so hard to get here. And I was like, is that really empowering women, like treating people that you work with like shit? And yeah. then like, it's like a toxic cycle. Do you often find that celebrities 
do that. Like, the, I feel like they think that they're at the top so they can treat everybody on the bottom like shit. But then it creates a toxic cycle that mm-hmm. it just happens over and over. Yeah, well, I worked on a Madonna music video and oh it was God. recently, like within the past, like for whatever her last album was. And she, uh, I was doing makeup for like the dancers and stuff. And she was, she herself wasn't, horrific i mean she did go around to every single extra on the video and like with a magnifying glass and like looking at their makeup and their hair which i thought was so like she's so dumb like, you think it's and dumb i think i find it like kind of eccentric a little bit i hate that shit i hate, no, it wasn't no, I, it, it I wasn't it. cute it wasn't funny it wasn't it was like she's she was like serious and, and her team is annoying and she surrounds herself with these hor- it was one uh, another really horrible experience that i was a part oh. of um, no, tell, but tell us. Uh, it was mainly that woman um, who does a lot of the st- styling, B. Akerland. Um, mm-hmm. Her husband's Jonas yes. Akerland, and he does all the big videos. So yeah. he was directing the video. And um, uh, who else was in it? Like my friend Gigi Gorgeous, she had like a cameo in it, and um, some other drag queens from Drag Race. Was this cameos. bitch on Madonna? No, no, no. This was after that. This was, it, it was from the album where she had the song with Maluma and. This was the song, I think it's called oh. God Control and it's like about yes. the shooter. And mm-hmm. so uh, it was also like very like traumatic. And I actually saw Gigi again in New York when I went to do Watch What Happens Live. And we were talking about the music video because we didn't know how it was going to end up. Um, and then at that, I saw her like when it came out, uh, you know, a year later, however long later. And she was like, honestly, like we, me and Nats are so like offended by the video because um they have they have a close relation to pulse nightclub and i do yeah. too that's where i spent my 19th 20th and 21st birthday at in florida <laughs> and so i'm like i do too and we just thought it was like done very insensitive like to try to get like almost like a clickbait clickbait video of yeah. Madonna about the shooting make, at pulse nightclub but this was also done in like 2018 or 2019 so it's like so it was is so irrelevant Madame x yeah 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 it's that one Mm -hmm. and the song was called god control and but it was just like so it was like her weird way of trying to stay relevant so i between the way who she surrounded herself with which is a big thing Mm -hmm. going back to like kim kardashian and how her and chloe were so lovely and their team was so lovely um and it's like madonna's team was so horrible that even if she could have been the nicest person you interact with all these people in between except for her makeup artist her makeup artist is actually like a saint and was the kindest person i've ever met that's awesome um, yeah and which makes sense why he works like exclusively with her so it gives me a little faith in madonna but the rest of the people monsters and it's like it just makes you question them as people to be like why why you you know why surround yourself with them what's up with that totally like they just get lost in their own ego so they don't pay attention like as long as they look good like it doesn't matter yeah well i can handle divaness it's just something that really turns me off about madonna um is that she tries to cushion her diva vulgarness and I don't mean vulgarness in the way that she presents herself with music videos. I'm all for that. I mean, vulgarity in the way that she treats people yeah. and she tries to cushion it with, I've been at the bottom. I've been fucked around every with, time. And now yeah. I'm up here and I'm bitch on Madonna mm-hmm. and this, 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 who is that helping other than you? You're not empowering anybody. And yeah. when she was given the opportunity to do so, if she wants to make herself out, like she's this icon who inspires so many people, then how come when Lady Gaga came on the scene, who obviously was a better vocalist than her. No shade to Madonna. She's a great performer. Lady Gaga's a vocalist. Mm -hmm. She's Broadway tier vocals. Unbelievable. She was so horrible to her. And who was that empowering? Lady Gaga has been sexually assaulted in the industry. Lady Gaga's had her fair 
fair share of shit. And Lady Gaga was so right when she came out and was like, you know, I'm from New York. Madonna, you're, you're, you lived in New York too. Why don't you come up to me with a, let's smoke a cigarette together and you can this, tell yeah. me what the fuck is wrong with me. Like she right. was so right. And that turned me off from her mm -hmm. for forever because she's not empowering women. No, she's not. I'm with you that, with that. And, and then after doing the music video kind of solidified my like opinion, like, okay, yeah. Because even Mariah Carey's a diva and it's like, totally. yeah, she's a total diva, but she is wonderful to work with. I haven't worked with her. Personally, I've heard that. Like right. I've, I, my friends do her makeup, you know, and uh, one of the guys who does her hair and um, I've, I've known her, got her team that does like her backup dancers when she had the Vegas residency. And they said, yes, she is a diva. Yes, she will be late. Yes, she gets wheeled around and stuff. <laughs> but she's so nice and so right. and and she's sweet and so yeah, like yeah. she has diva behavior but she knows how to be a good person underneath right. all of that like weird stuff that she does you yeah know? i feel you like there's a diva. fine line between like a, a diva and a bitch like people think mm -hmm. they go like hand in hand but and it's, it's not like that because i worked yeah. with ariana grande also on another music video and she was wow amazing and she, yeah she's broadway bred that those are good people people she who are on so broadway sweet. i mean she brought and brought her dog over to me i was like do you want to hold my dog i mean like uh -huh. the nicest and this was like the yeah. same week that i worked on the madonna video so i was oh my god like, oh my god i don't want like here's do, another like, one yeah like yeah. i don't want to deal with this again like i can't mentally take this like insanity and it was just like and then i realized no this is just her like she's so so weird and and just yeah i, I mean you nailed it with with you know, she's a bitch and not a diva. And right. that, that's yeah. pretty it's much a shame because it discourages young people from working in the industry. If you like really have a bad experience with somebody like that. And the worst part, it, it just tell it like it is you're not empowering anybody. But, yeah. it, you know, the worst part is you go and you work on something like this and you can learn a tough lesson. But if somebody is really cruel to you, going up to you with a magnifying glass. She doesn't really give a fuck. She's no. doing that to it's show. It's like an intimidation tactic. Yeah, yeah. dominance, yeah. dominance. Mm -hmm. And it's that's like an abusive tendency, in my opinion, to assert dominance over somebody and to incite fear in them. Especially right. with such a power, power. In like that. you already have, yeah. you already have the power. Like you don't need to go ahead and shove it in my it face. Right. Yeah. Jeez. Now, let's circle this back to what we were talking about in the beginning to end it off. Toxic positivity. Yeah. We got to prepare ourselves for it, guys, because it's coming. No, oh, we're going to be bombarded with this new year. Oh, that's so true, Anthony. You're so we're right. Gonna get a lot of time. <laughs> Let me just say this as a public service announcement and we can add on to it. Everybody okay. can have their two cents. OK, just because the clock is changing at midnight on December 31st to January 1st, 2021, doesn't mean that this is a restart. Right. We're still continuing the same problems that we've had in 2020. 100%. Nothing is changing. Right. You can maybe change your mindset if you personally choose to, but nobody should feel this pressure that all of a sudden 2021 Will be has to be different. Right. It's not going to be. It's not right. going to be. We've had some positive things happen. We can look at things in a way that we we want think we can try to manifest we can do all that stuff but let's not stray away from the idea that if you feel depressed let yourself feel depressed it's it's just a time thing mm -hmm. it's just a number still, on a clock and there's still like work to be done like you can't just expect like 2021 to come and all those problems and all the issues and all the you know depressive thoughts that you've had you know just go by the wayside 
Um, you can't let that happen. No. What do you think, Jared? Yeah. No, I think it's, I mean, I think you're dead on. And I think it's, you know, people are obsessed with like, this year is going to be my year. It's my year. Ugh. And let me tell you, 2019 started it off being my, my year. I was right. working with the most clients I've ever worked with, with the biggest celebrities I've ever, ever worked with was finally like fully, not just financially independent, but like able to splurge on stuff. And right. then totally. surprise, August 27th rolled around and I was diagnosed with leukemia and my life changed forever. So not to be yeah. like a scare, a, a fear monger or anything, but just the no, point is, it's is realistic. Like, you can't, you can't go into anything saying like, this is mine and it's all better now. And right. I think, I mean, it's definitely wise to prepare for it. I know I've mentally prepared for it of the onslaught of posts of the, the, of the faux positivity posts of what I've accomplished in 2020 during quarantine, you know, right. and, and not going to happen. It's not, not going to happen. happen. Well, you it's can like people not... don't really care. Yeah. People, first of all, no, <laughs> I think to a broader extent, no one cares. Yeah. No one cares unless you're providing us an album like Miss Taylor Swift did. Mm-hmm. No one cares what you did in, in quarantine, you know? Yeah. And, and, and the worst thing is, and for anybody listening to, and we can all probably attest to this, we've had life changes. You certainly Jared have had life changes. Um, you know, makeup your profession right now. It's an in-person thing. Right. And, and you can't digitally do somebody's makeup over zoom. You can do consultations. You can do consultations. That's very true. But we we've, we've all had things that have changed this year and will continue to change. Mm -hmm. And, you do not have to feel the pressure to say, listen, this is what I did with my time that mm-hmm. I was given. Right. This this was not expected. This wasn't like you're in school and you're like Christmas break is coming up. I can do all these things over Christmas break every week th- during this pandemic. We thought that it was going to be over the next week. Morgan and yeah. I would go on w- social distance walks around New Jersey and say, yeah. well, you know, in two weeks when this is we never sat and reveled in the time. Never. And that's in OK. The yeah. Because yeah. that's not the society we live in is to be like Take this and craft and relax and do the podcast you wanted to do. Maybe we, we did that, Morgan. That's yeah. a great thing. Yeah. But <laughs> if you come out of this year into 2021 and you look at your list of things that you wanted to get accomplished and you didn't do any of them, that's fine. Right. Totally fine. Right. Totally. Like you're not getting okay. graded on your quarantine process. I yeah, feel like nobody's people, grading I think, us. I feel like people are um, there's like pressure to hear like how people like handled it or like what they did or like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like mm-hmm. if I were to be graded on this on this quarantine, I think I'd get a D. I really do. And yeah. like, I don't care. But yeah, I, don't care. I would probably <laughs> get I, I think that I started out with like a solid B minus went down to an F, maybe back up to a C plus. Right. <laughs> what about you, Jared? What's your grade? I mean, I would say, you know, I started around like an A minus getting like through the thick of things with my personal health. But then once I was in quarantine, I mean, I'm like, you know, what grade do you get for just like getting by every day? Yeah. Just saying like, okay, just another day, you know, like, let's just get through it. Whether it means a Netflix binge or if it means you're going to actually read a book, which I have not read a book at all this quarantine. (laughs) And if I see not even Harry Potter. (laughs) 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 Um, so yeah, so, you know, 
an F. I got an F in quarantine and I'm okay yeah. with that. And I think that's, instead of the toxic positivity, that's what we need to normalize because right. I get a lot of that kind of like, I've had it because my career happened kind of quick because of the mm-hmm. people I met in the series of networking. And I get a lot of people being like, how did you do it? Like you're working my dream job. And it's like, no, well, my dream job is, was to work with Britney Spears and Nicole Kidman. And like, that's not looking like it's happening anytime soon. Um, so like, have I failed? And then people are looking at me like they failed because they're, they're wanting to work with like people from Bravo. And it's like this never ending cycle of just like, it's all comparison, all comparison. And then what's happening too in quarantine is like, I don't know about you guys, but I find myself like comparing myself to me, like about like where I've been or where I want to go. So it's, it's tough. Well, Jared, to end it off, you uh, this is not toxic positivity, but I think it's re- <laughs> I, I think it's good yeah. to also at the same time count the things that you've done because it does make you feel better. And I think that sometimes reveling in a feeling can be good in dealing with things moving right. forward or at least but counting you- what you're like, ra- like, um, grateful for too. Yes. Yes. And toxic positivity are not, you know, they're not the not same mutually side of the, exclusive. Yeah, they're, they're not right. the same side of the coin at all. So I'm yeah. very grateful, but yeah. you've, yeah, you've combated something and, and you're especially right. You know, you have the kids with cancer and then old people, but I really feel like thirties, you're a young person with it and it's almost more morbid in a way. And people don't know how to deal with that. And Definitely. you certainly have so many experiences from drag in Florida and, you know, your experiences with celebrities, dating yeah. apps. And, you know, I think that your shit shows are really awesome. And Definitely. hopefully people, you know, if there's a young, just like you said, if there's a young boy, you know, in the Midwest listening, like, you know, you can do it too. Yeah. And, 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 and you can do it, but not without the struggles. They're going to happen. Mm-hmm. You can't just get up because sometimes it's dangerous for a kid to just get up and be like, I'm gay and I want to do drag. You might get shot in some places. Exactly. So do it yeah. on your own time. Mm-hmm. Jared did it. You can look to him as inspiration, but you Absolutely. don't have to follow every exact step. But so Everybody thank you, Jared has their own journey. And you made that very clear. And it was so great talking to you. I can't stop looking at your dimples. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, where can people find you online? I am just on Instagram, Jared Lips, and I post all my updates with makeup, with cancer, with any of my projects that I'm working on coming up in 2021, et cetera, and so forth. And I always yeah, reply amazing. to DMs. So if you have makeup questions or anything, oh, I'm going to slide into the DMs. In. Yeah. I'm just sliding in. <laughs> and here's my, here's my, one, my one makeup woe is that I wish I could wear red lipstick, but I I can't. She looks great in it. She, no. she just doesn't like the way that she looks in it. Mm, she looks maybe. great in it. She just doesn't like maybe. the way she looks here's my other makeup woe is i grew up um (laughs) makeup woe on tiktok but i grew up as a dancer so i always wore like stage makeup and i was always so good at doing stage makeup so i forgot how to do like everyday makeup listen stage makeup is in yeah yeah i mean yeah yeah, because we're all doing life is a stage isn't it (laughs) (laughs) and as always guys you can find me on instagram at anthony lario and morgan M-O-R-G underscore Lamada. And M-O-T-T-A. make sure to hit that subscribe fucking button, bitch. You better fucking listen to me, motherfucker. If only you guys knew how satisfying it was to subscribe to something. But we're yeah. not going to subscribe to toxic positivity. positivity. But you will. To the shit show podcast instead. But you will. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Jerry. Right. That's amazing. The <laughs> shit show. <laughs> yeah, that was a shit show.